Hello, and welcome back to another week of In the Can podcast. As always, I'm Devin, and I'm with James and Tom. Yeah, Tom's back. Woohoo! Uh, we'll be mentioning, hey, he's back on Thursday as well, but for this time, on this glorious Tuesday, yeah, Tom's back. Uh, how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, finally feeling a little bit better. That's good. Yeah, no longer in a hospital, so. That's very good. <laughs> always a plus. And you're not dead. Darn. I am not, not good. good. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, this one, instead of doing what we've seen this past week, uh, we missed the entire month of October, essentially. So we're going to go and basically say, what did you see in October? Uh, good, bad, brief, like what you liked, didn't like about it. Then we're just going to move on. We're not going to spend too much time. Uh, we've already talked about it on previous episodes. Uh, cool. What did you think? Has the others' thoughts about the movie changed at all? We'll move on. There are a few bigger ones, uh, most notably Joker. Like Gemini Man, Zombieland Double Tap, Terminator. The ones that the big ones that came out might spend a little bit of time. But for the most part, just kind of rapid fire. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to start? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'll start because I think I've got the least. Only six. But it's more than I usually have. First one I'm going to start off with is Standoff. The Brendan Fraser movie? No. no. That's called The Standoff, if I remember correctly. This one is Lawrence Fishburne and Thomas Jane. Oh, you've mentioned this. I, haven't I mentioned it to you specifically, but I haven't mentioned on this. Lawrence Fishburne is an assassin who, on his latest hit, gets captured on in photos by a little girl. And, well, he tries to kill the little girl. And then the girl runs to what seems like an abandoned house that has Thomas Jane's character. And about an hour 15 of the movie is the titular standoff. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Fishburne is basically the only reason to watch this. Yeah, Thomas nice. Jane a bit, but Fishburne is hamtastic as always. Okay. Alright. Imagine if the Bowery King were an actual assassin. Hmm. That's not a terrible way of thinking of it. Bowery King from John Wick 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. from the John Wick ones. It, again, not bad, but he's really the only thing that made it worth it. Okay. Reminds me of a few books I've read, actually. Though there was a there was a couple of really good turns, but when they had those shocking turns, there was a lot, very loud, very obvious scare chord. I'm like, what are you doing? So that's that. Alright. Next one. Fit to Fat and Back. A documentary. I was gonna say, that sounds like a documentary if I've yeah. ever heard one. It is. It is an Australian fitness coach who gained about half his body weight. And then lost it again to basically better empathize with his clients. And it is extremely interesting that a guy who, by his own admission, has basically ate right and trained his entire life to see him gain that weight. And then even him having a hard time losing it, backsliding into bad habits almost immediately. It's very interesting. And he only did that for a year. He gained the he gained the weight for six months, lost it for six months. Wow! And it's the the whole thing is actually very interesting, and just to see not only the physical but the mental differences that happened as he got fatter and fatter was very interesting. Hmm. That sounds and also very actually. relatable. It's available free on YouTube. Oh, okay. Interesting. I yeah. would actually I'd have to recommend it. And cool. speaking of free on YouTube, War of the Arrows. So, never even heard of that one. 2013 South Korean film. Period piece. <clears throat> hmm. 
War of the Eras or Arrows? War of the Arrows. Arrows, okay. And the actual, another title is Arrow, the Ultimate Weapon. Okay. Set in like the 1600s, I want to say it was. The, against the Mongols. Yeah. Yeah. Follows a guy at, who, when he's young, he and his sister escape as their father is killed as a traitor to the crown. Wow. Hmm. And then it, they skip time. And, well, he's kind of become one of those disillusioned drunk losers, but is really good with arrows. Okay. His sister is going to get married to the son of the lord of the town. They get captured by the Chinese, I want to say. Uh, it's a skilled Korean archer going up against Mongols. Mongols, that's right. His sister gets kidnapped. Blah, 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 blah. There are definitely really good moments in choreography. It's like, I found myself going, ah, cheering and all that sort of stuff at some points. And it's also Korean, so the, the ending is not exactly happy. <laughs> yeah. They... It's satisfying. It feels like, no, that feels like it had to happen. Okay. So they come to the logical conclusion of it. You don't see it and say, oh, that's bullshit. No, no, it, it feels real. Interesting movie. There's a, and real quick, there's a 20 minute period near the end where it feels like the best sniper match. Okay. Just real hunting, spying, all that sort of stuff. And then a giant CG tiger comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking about that. <laughs> Really obvious CG tiger. That's funny. Surely wish I were joking. Uh, but uh, next up, Bad Times at the El Royale. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, Drew Goddard. Still haven't movie. seen it yet. Yeah. Seven people at a kind of desolate, used to be hip kind of hotel, motel sort of thing. Bad things happen. I'm trying to remember if this is one that's coming up this year or if this was that last was last year, year I want to say last year yeah I think this was before uh, it's got Hemsworth was, yeah Bad Times yeah, had yeah Bad Hems- Times came out last year yeah it's last year so yeah. it was before we started this podcast yeah it was it was a fun movie but it took a swerve about 45 minutes in no wait no I apologize it took a swerve about the half hour point and it, it turned hard yeah, it, it has a few of those. In, like, good ways, especially towards the end yeah. with the uh, receptionist guy, oh, Miles. Yeah. Like, that that was a that was a swerve that I, that I did not see. shot coming. through the mirror. Is that that movie? Yes! Okay. That's him! Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it's like, mm. there's a swerve with the, with the receptionist character that once it's revealed you, and you think back on all those things that you've seen with that character, it's like, oh, wow, they built that up beautifully. Yeah. No, it was very good. Also, a little nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen uh, Bad Times and same director as Cabin in the Woods, so I knew that I was in for something interesting. It was, it was pretty good, and one. it didn't quite have that like, holy crap, this is what's going on of uh, Cabin in the Woods, but it definitely had like layers upon layers going into it. It did. What I really loved was the opening shot because no dialogue oh. except for a song, and all the actions in it are to the beat of that song, and it's like that's really fun. But that was that. Yeah. Next one. Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. Corruption and betrayal in Britain's spy rings. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically all, I'm a, all you, can, you can really say. What I will say, though, do not take your eyes off of it for a second. 
Yeah, it is a very dense movie. The first 20 minutes, I was kind of in the middle of doing something else as well as watching it. And I may have missed about, I think, five minutes in total. And for the next 40 minutes, I was like, what the hell did I miss? Before having to go back and watch that 20 minutes again. Because I literally would turn my head away and apparently miss something vital and turn back in time to not catch it. Yeah. Holy crap. On the whole, though, wonderful, wonderful movie if you can take the slow pace. Because it is is methodical. It is very slow. Yeah. And the music is amazing because it's a thriller. Yeah. But, I mean, highlight of it all, Gary Oldman, man. He was pretty good. It's a highlight in almost any movie. Him and Colin Firth. Come on. I think I enjoyed Colin Firth's character more. I'm but that's saying, not like, that's not because that's not because Oldman was bad. I love Oldman, so yeah. And the last I love one, Oldman. Yeah, it's... No, Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. Ah, and the last one I saw, <laughs> which you had mentioned before, Devin, Tangerines. The one about the Romanian guy that has, that owns the Tangerine. No, he is Estonian. Estonian. Yeah, Estonian's over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, two Estonians, one a lumber guy. The other who owns yeah. a tangerine farm. Yeah. Are then interrupted before they can harvest those tangerines by a breakout of Georgians and Kabakistan? Yeah. Because the other one's a Chechen war, a Chechen yeah. soldier. Two Chechen soldiers, essentially being Russian, and three Georgian soldiers. One Georgian, one che- the one Chechen survive. And now they're in the house of the Estonian, the the old old lumber guy. And this is the story of the futileness of war, essentially. Yeah. It is a slow pace, but my God. Yeah. It was. And that ending. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm trying not, to remember, remember the ending. Of that. I'm not going to give anything yeah. away in here. I'll say it afterwards unless you don't want a spoiler, Tom. But I'm it would. That. It. Like War of the Arrows, it felt very real. Okay. It felt very I real. I think I remember what happens at the end. It was also interesting to watch it because there is Russian spoken and I'm trying to learn Russian. So it was like, ah, I think I heard that. Is that correct? So it was kind of interesting that way. But that's all I all I saw. And I think I would kind of put that all in the order I said it from <laughs> meh to really enjoyable. Okay. So... I think we, Tom. Why don't you go? Because I think we're gonna leave uh, Mr. I Devin. I think Tom might have more than me, but I have more of the bigger movies that have come out this month. Yeah. Yeah. How about we do that then, Tom? Okay. So I was, as you've heard, I was in the hospital for a while, so I got to watch a lot of movies and stuff there. A lot of free time. A lot of free time. So during my recoup, I watched a few movies that I had never seen before. Uh, some that Devin had suggested, uh, one of which was Time Trap. Okay. Uh, loved the concept of it. There were parts that I was like, okay, that was really cool and well, really well done. Other parts, I'm like, I wish I had a bigger budget. Yeah, same. That hasn't changed at all for me. Right. Uh, finally watched Chow. Absolutely loved the movie. Thought it was great. Oh, yeah. That I, was a fun one. It's one that I kind of forgot about. So Speaking of old men, I'm like, yeah. I'm like ex machina, but done. Flip the genders. Yeah, flip the genders and make it better. Yeah. Um. Well, not better, but make the make it the house instead of 
uh, an individual robot. I also like the stakes in Tau a little bit better. Yeah, I felt I felt I felt more of the stakes in Tau. Agreed. Um, I saw equals, which is uh, Nicholas Holt and uh, Kristen Stewart, a futuristic society where basically everybody is devoid of um, emotion, personality, and things that well emotion in general, and then the people who have emotions. It's viewed as having a uh, almost like a sickness or a disease, okay. and they end up most of them end up committing suicide because they can't take the this influx of emotion. Oh my god, it's equilibrium. Basically, but without the thought, like without the police thing and all that going on. Oh, it's really just a genetic thing that they are born without emotions. No, they take like a medication for it. Ah, but um, sometimes even taking the medication doesn't help type thing. You build a tolerance to it. And people have started to do this, and then the main characters end up falling in love with each other after they realize that both of them are forbidden. Uh, well, they're on the outside of this like bubble, and they're starting to feel emotion. Okay. Would you recommend it? <sighs> I think I've seen it's, it. It's an okay movie. The concept is a little bit odd. Uh, it Felt kind of uncomfortable to watch at times, but that's just because it's hard to watch people try to be emotionless for so long, and ho- when they do have emotion, hide I've the fact Twilight. they have emotion. Yeah, but Why it's the, the entire. Then? But it's the entire movie. Everybody in the I've movie. Seen this, actually. Yeah, and yeah, like everybody's dressed in white all the time. Yeah, Twilight yeah. Part Five. It, it's a really weird concept. It just feels really weird to watch. Yeah, six. Um, I know. Uh, I watched Scream 2 and 3. Uh, unfortunately, they were edited because they were on TV. I don't think I've seen it. Actually, I actually really enjoyed 2. 3 was... Yeah, so 2 was two was pretty good. 3 was what the crap is going on and why. Um, so I wasn't overly happy with that one. I really liked the first one. Uh, I forget what channel I watched it on, but they had like a marathon of 1, 2, and 3 on. Uh, I really enjoyed 1 and 4. 2 was a step down. 3 is just okay. Okay. Uh, Selfless. Finally saw that one. Uh, ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley and Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Uh, and that was a movie. It was interesting. It was a cool concept, but it wasn't done. Really. Yeah, it did, the execution wasn't the greatest. Really, about halfway through, they gave up on premise. Yeah. <laughs> Bounty Hunter or the Bounty Hunter with Jennifer Aniston and. Uh, uh, oh, that yeah. what's his name? Uh, Ger- uh, Gerald Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Thank that you. was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I saw it. It. It really missed its mark. Um, it that looks like it could have been funny. It could have been, and then they made it a rom com, which was terrible. Because doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, saw the Water Diviner, which with Russell Crowe, his son goes missing. During I forget the war, but interesting movie. He ends up going. My son's missing. I'm going over to where the war is taking place, and I'm gonna go find my son. Battle of Gallipoli. Uh, yeah, Gallipoli. Yeah, it, it's it. It was a whole historically messed up, messed up battle. Really bad things happened, but uh, really good movie. Highly recommend. Uh, no strings attached. Which of the couples were that? That one was with uh, Jennifer Garner and... Or not Jennifer Garner. Um, 
Uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, uh, Natalie Kunis. No, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Uh, again, uh, missed its mark. Kutcher. Yeah, missed its mark. It was no. It was definitely not. No. Yeah, I preferred uh, Friends of Benefits over two. Yes, yes, that was a better of the two. Yeah. Then I saw Jim Gaffigan's Noble Ape. That's a good special. One. Hilarious. Love Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. How is that? I've heard good and bad things. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a step down from some of his earlier specials. Um, just because at this point, I think he, for certain things, he tries way too hard. Other things, he just kind of... Uh, try hard enough. Like, he just doesn't seem to put as much of himself into it type thing. Almost like he was a second writer or something. Almost. Or, like, he he's trying to do the whole, I'm trying to relate this to my life, but at the same time, I'm also trying to distance myself enough from it that uh, people don't get to see as much of me as I as they could because I want to distance myself from my audience without them knowing all the little particulars of my life type thing, which I can understand. Um, unfortunately, I watched Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. I didn't um, know they made it. Yep. Yeah, I I liked the first Goosebumps movie for what it was. It was it was a decent kids movie and was mildly entertaining, but I was also on pain meds and it was four o'clock in the morning and I was suffering from insomnia. I'm like, okay, Goosebumps, why not? And I watched it and I'm like, why am I watching Slappy's Revenge? Literally, that's what should have been what the title was instead of Haunted Halloween. Don't waste your time absolutely horrific sequel and there's a reason why um jack black only is the one in no he's only in like the last like 15 or 20 minutes of this movie because he'd already done house of the clock in its walls yeah which was the better goosebumps too um (laughs) that's i think that's telling Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially oh, considering that that comes from a series of books based off of here in Michigan, and the they were written in the fifties. So don't 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 bother with Goosebumps too. No, definitely not. Um, and then there's also another Goosebumps movie that I think was directed to or DVD or Blu-ray or streaming or something that was yeah, terrible. all the ones from when we were kids. Oh, well, it's the Haunted, not Haunted Hour. It's some Haunted something or another. Don't don't see it. No, the the TV show was fine. It was also at the time of Erie, Indiana, which was another interesting show to watch. They stuff books. Um, anyways, beside the point. Um, Lizzie Borden took an axe with Christina Ricci. Seen it. Don't really remember it. It was okay. It's the better of some of the Lizzie Borden stuff that I've seen as far as like movies or made-for-TV things or reenactment type things that I've seen. It's also still based on the same lie, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. But it wasn't so much a lie. There was a lot more going on, and it kind of goes into it. It was very, it, it was well done. I suggest seeing it. I'm kind of intrigued to see the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which you can also find on Netflix, um, which talks a little bit more about the stuff that happened after the trials. Oh. Or trial. Um, then I watched Hotel Transylvania 2 and 3. I'm sorry I did. I had to 3 watch, especially. I watched the first one, finally. Three haunted vacation or whatever it was was god awful. Uh, Two was okay. So three or the first one was the best one. Wait, which is the one where the Dracula's daughter gets with the human kid? The first one, and they have a kid by the second one, and then they go on a 
uh, a vacation in the middle of the summer into the Caribbean with a, on a cruise in the third one. I've got so many questions. Yeah, especially since Dracula's in the sun on a beach. Which, to be fair, he was never... Original Dracula never had that problem of bursting yeah. into sunlight. And his daughter is the same. Yeah, it's, it's they already established early on in that series that he is allergic to sunlight. Then in the next thing, he's not allergic to sunlight. Yeah, yeah it's it's I'm stupid. Not, I don't like that series. Yeah, the series I, is just very lazily written. Also, and, how does the vampire girl have a... Have a kid? Yeah, no, but... They, anyway. have, they have so many times where they just go off on tangents. Yeah. And, like, then it comes back and it, like, well, what was the last two minutes of this movie? Yeah, like, exactly. Why was that here? It didn't service the plot. It didn't do anything. It didn't go forward. Yeah. It, it, it just it, constantly does that. Yeah. Um, saw Frank and Weenie finally. It was. Meh, okay. That's a name. It fell flat for me. I wasn't a fan. Um, Paranorman, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like Paranorman. Uh, like Paranorman and Box Trolls came out. I haven't seen Box Trolls. I always wanted to because it looked cool, um, but I never saw it. Paranorman, I finally saw it, and I thought it was very, very well done. Um, I saw a documentary called The Psalm, which is about the Battle of the Psalm in during, oh, that. during the First World War. That heap of mess. Oh, uh, yeah. Holy holy stuff. Um, that was uh, good gravy. The, the documentary that I saw was incredible. And that was a nightmare in and of itself, what they went through um, for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also saw Mary and the Witch's Flower, right. which I really enjoyed. I highly recommend it. I think I started that, but I, don't, I, don't, I think I had to like head off and I haven't finished it. So. Yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend seeing that. Uh, Into the Forest? No, uh, it's uh, this is about a father and his two daughters they are up at their house in the woods and it's basically like a self-sustaining place um and all of a sudden the power goes goes out across like the world type thing um or at least the US and uh it's a breakdown in society because there's no more power and it's like what happens at the end of the war, uh, like apocalyptic situation where there's no more power anymore and people are freaking out because gas is gone all of a sudden. Cars are, there's no way of getting anything transported from place to place. There's a breakdown in communication. Oh no. Yeah, all these things are bad happening. But at this house, they have a small supply of gas, they have a generator, and they live in the woods so they can keep things going somewhat and they have access to fresh water and that kind of thing and they can grow their own food type thing. Yeah, some things happen. It gets dark very, very quickly. Um, it also had um, Ellen Page in it as <laughs> as one of the main characters. Um, she plays one of the sisters. So recommended. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting movie. I would say it's worth seeing at least once. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about, I really enjoyed. It's called Jonathan. Uh, Ansel Elgore plays. A twin who shares the same body with him, with himself. So it's two people born in the same body. And I've mentioned this. I watched it back February, March, April, somewhere. In there. Okay. Uh, there's a device that he has attached to his head that allows them to switch. So one lives during the daytime, one lives at night. And yeah, lives during the day, takes four hour nap. Lives during night, takes a four hour nap. Yep. And they switch back and forth. Yeah. And um, they leave 
messages recorded on a video camera to each other so they know what each other has done. Um, so that way they can live their lives and not have anything weird happen if they encounter somebody out in the world. Um, not a weird crisscross. Yeah. Uh, especially considering that each one has their own personality and their own thing that they do. So it's really weird. Um, things get complicated really quick and That's stuff happens. Know. Interesting thing. And then uh, the last two movies I'm going to hold off on because they're The Current War and Joker. So I'll leave that for when we can do a little bit more. Because I know that you've seen Joker. I've seen Joker. Yeah. Uh, Devin. And um, I'll talk a little bit more about Current War when we get to the end of more than the new current stuff. So Okay. Uh, as for me, most of these are just kind of horror movies I had in the background. I rewatched a lot of stuff throughout October. So my new stuff isn't as big as September. First one I watched was When a Stranger Calls from like okay. 10 years ago. I actually rather enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't one of my favorite horror movies I've ever seen, but I but Camille Bell carries the movie, and it's kind of interesting production design, and you know I enjoyed it. it wasn't amazing. Uh, next one I watched was a movie called Stage Fright, which is a horror musical comedy. <laughs> which I'm like, I, well, I'm gonna try that out, and it's about a bunch of people going to a theater camp. <laughs> And like trying out for the lead role, and then the phantom of the camp starts murdering people. It started really fun and really cool, and had some really fun music. And then about halfway through, it just kind of gave up on the music. And it is like the villain could have been so much more interesting, and they could have edited like a really fun chase scene to a to a musical score, like have the people singing and like guy like, "Why are you all singing? I can hear you," or something like that. Instead of him just yelling, screw all of you, you're going to die. It's like, eh, okay. And I also predicted who the killer was 10 minutes into the movie. So it's... Oh, boy. I enjoyed most of it, but it just kind of fell flat near the end. Okay. Uh, then I watched... Uh, these are all on the same night, by the way. These four in the beginning. Um, the next one is Last Girl Standing, which started with someone in their in the middle of getting attacked and then surviving. So it's about the last person, last girl standing in yeah, a horror it's about film. the final girl. Okay. And, like, I'm writing a script that has a bunch of stuff about, like, final girls and final people. And I'm like, oh, this could be weird. Let's see. But then it's, like, it immediately cuts to three years later. I'm like, oh. This just means she's going to start hallucinating and killing everybody. And that's exactly what happens. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, you had a cool, uh, like, idea of, like, showing what happens directly after the murder, or after the horror film. And then they just kind of skipped that part. I'm like, oh, never mind. So it was a little disheartening, but yeah, whatever. Uh, the next one I watched was a thing called Murder Party. Murder Party. Uh, this is directed by the guy who did Blue Ruin and Green Room, both of which I absolutely love. Uh, this is the the Green Room and Blue Ruin and Murder Party are what he calls the Clusterfuck Trilogy, where it's smart people making dumb decisions or dumb people making surprisingly smart decisions either way and while i absolutely love green room i absolutely love blue room i think it's one of the tensest movies i've ever seen murder party is just dumb <laughs> uh on halloween night a bunch of people are like hey come to our place and we'll have a murder party and the guy's like oh okay that sounds cool it's like go and hang out and watch horror movies 
he shows up and they tie him up to a chair and they're like, okay, how are we going to murder this guy? Well, he's stupid enough to come to a murder party. And then it's, okay, well, we have to figure it out. And then accidentally one of the others kills themselves. One of the ones going to kill him. <laughs> and it just spirals from there. And it was. Is it Tucker and Dale, but stupid? It's Tucker and Dale in a warehouse instead of out in the middle of the forest. And it was fun, but it was dumb. So, uh, that's Murder Party. Then I watched Jonah Hill's directorial debut called Mid 90s. How was that? Yeah. Like, I grew up in the 90s, and it was like, I was never a big skater, skater guy. And, okay. I don't know. It was just kind of one of those that I didn't like any of the characters. I okay. didn't like the main character, and that's the biggest issue. It's mm. like none of them were good. Ex- like none of them were likable people, except for one of the group that he ends up hanging out with. And, mm, I don't know. It was just. But in the how it is, nobody in the nineties was likable. Then. <sighs> no, it, it felt. <laughs> the reviews that say it definitely feels like a thing ripped straight out of the nineties. Yes, it, it. I will give them credit. It felt like I was watching a nineties film. Like complete by four by three aspect ratio and all that. It it just I didn't really care. Like none of the characters were likable and maybe I just missed something. It just wasn't all that great. Uh then I saw Joker. We'll jump over. Then I watched a horror movie called Splinter. Okay. Um Why does it sound familiar? This came out a while ago and I, I, I thought I like saw this when I started it, but it turns out I didn't see it. A guy hits a it's like a beaver or a raccoon or something that's infected by some kind of spore that oh, yeah. starts taking <laughs> over your body. Oh, no. And basically, basically turns you into a zombie. Cordyceps they get locked in a... Yeah, basically. They get locked in a, a gas station and the thing's coming after. It was a fun little thing. It was really, like... It was one of those kind of edgier seat, like, just don't want to be around anything in this movie kind of thing. Like, just creepy, like, under your skin type stuff in them. The the effects were great, and like the stitching of the like the the mold or whatever this thing would stitch bodies back together, but they wouldn't stitch them correctly. Oh, so you'd end up with someone like kind of tilted over, and like parts of their body were like connected to other parts of other things' bodies. And like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay, I, I enjoyed that. I I thought it was a really well done little film. It just it was okay. It, it's a movie I'll kind of forget I saw. I also saw Gemini Man. I talked a little bit about oh, this, but. I, well, I I love the cinematography. I think the cinematography is great. I thought older Will Smith was great. Um, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I love Benedict Wong. Benedict uh, Wong is great. Both him and everything I've seen him in. Yeah, but I hated the effect of young Will Smith. It was obviously CG to me. And that was the biggest issue I had with the movie is whenever young Will Smith was moving or talking, it immediately fell into the Uncanny Valley. And it was just, it was hard for me to pull my attention away from the fact that why did they not just use a body double? I don't know. It was just kind of one of those movies that was like all over the place. And while I really enjoyed lots of the movie, and I think some of the action was absolutely awesome. um, Like there's a, a motorcycle chase scene that was really, really good early in the movie. But then once he gets off the motorcycle, he starts like motorcycle fooing his older self. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Like you hit somebody and then it immediately just spins and lands instead of like having the physics of the bike keep going. It just, there were like little things that just brought me right out of it. Awesome. Physics. What are they? To me, it was more like Hulk and less like Crouching Tiger or oh. Life of Pi for Ang Lee. So rough. 
Yeah, it it was one of those that just didn't work, but I think I gave it like a six because I, I actually really enjoyed it. It just it had so many issues. Um, then I saw El Camino, the continuation of Breaking Bad. Okay. Uh, I absolutely love Breaking Bad. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite series of all time. Um, up there with Lost and El Camino. Uh, the story of what happened to Jesse Pinkman after, it, it works. It's a good epilogue. If you haven't seen the show, you won't get any of the anything that's going on. So you have to be a, you have to be a fan of the show to like the movie. Uh, then I watched Hatchet 2, which is a, at least a solid sequel to Hatchet 1. But it's still, it's a throwback to old school hyper-violent uh, slasher movies. Um, then I watched, get this one, I watched Hatchet 2, and I'm like, that's a sequel that needed to be made. Then I saw Inside Man 2, Most Wanted. Oh, movie that just came out on Netflix. Wait, what? Remember that old Spike Lee joint, Inside Man, about Clive Owen in a bank? Yep. No. That came out like 13, 14 years ago? No. no. It was a really damn good heist film. Yeah. With Denzel Washington and Clive Owen? Yep. Damn good movie. Absolutely. This, not. Oh, this, like, so first off, I can't even mention, because it's technically a spoiler, who the, the one robbing the bank was. <laughs> it wasn't Great. Clive Owen, but you go and guess that, because they've used that tired-ass trope. It's the story about someone in the FBI, I think it was FBI, CIA, whatever, that's, like, good with people, but she's not. And then, <laughs> a, like, like... <laughs> The Denzel Washington wannabe character that's like Denzel Washington, but they couldn't pay the money for him. <laughs> and then someone robs a bank. And it's like, what the hell does this have to do with the first one? And then it like starts tying in. I'm like, well, at least that's better than I thought. But then they don't, like, they try to pull the exact same thing they did in the first one. And like, there's a bunch of betrayals. And it just kind of got to a point where I'm like, ah, this is not great. This is like the weak attempt to do a, a Spike Lee joint. And it just didn't work. But. That's rough. That's I unfortunate. Know, I liked some of the characters. I just think the movie itself felt... That's unfortunate because the first down. one was so good. Yeah. Then I saw Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, I enjoyed it. Not as much as the first, but I really did enjoy Double Tap. Um, yeah, that's about all I can really say. Uh, the new characters were really cool. Uh, some of them don't last long. Um, but <laughs> or I the like, Zombieland, so... Yeah. I like the new characters. The the main four. Uh, three and Abigail Breslin. She's barely in the movie. Um, they were good. Uh, the dialogue felt a little bit more natural than the first. Okay. Um, you get a little bit more about the rules slash commandments, depending on which character's talking about them. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, if you liked the first, you'll love the second. Then I watched Hellraiser, the first one. Okay. That's been a while since I've seen that movie. I've never <laughs> seen it, had no desire to see it. I actually rather enjoyed it. Really? It was interesting. Like, it's not a slasher movie. No, no, oh, no. not. Like, I kind of went into more psych horror. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's body horror, psych horror, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going into it expecting something I had already seen. Well, because the thing is, it, it's it's not necessarily slasher. It's built on the premise of causing pain, which is one of the reasons why I've never wanted to see the movie. I should watch it again. It's been forever. Um, Just because uh, it's, it kind of, it's not in the wheelhouse of things that I'm into when it comes to that type of movie. I could, I would almost call it a more mature Saw. Eh, at least the later ones. The later ones. Later ones, yeah. I haven't I haven't watched past one. I'm going to watch two and then I might... I can't... I don't think I ever watched the sequels and I can only think of the, of the first one. The first it's also one, interesting the fact that Pinhead is fairly iconic for his look. 
Which is another thing but that takes me out of it. doesn't do anything in the first movie. But yeah, it's like, it's practically like... Cenobites are barely even in the first movie. Again, it's more psychor. It, that's one of the things that takes me out of it, though, is there's a guy with a bunch of nails in his head. Yeah, but it's also interesting that it's a fairly iconic look. You oh, see it and yeah, you know absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. But I know because of that, not, there's not too many people who remember watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen the movie, have no interest in seeing the movie, but I could tell you exactly who the what it's from second I, <laughs> I know it. who that is yep. yep I actually rather enjoyed the first uh, we'll see if I get to the second um then I watched Blinded by the Light how was it I really liked it okay uh, would you say it was as good as say like uh, Rocket Man or uh, personally uh, I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody I enjoyed it more than Bohemian Rhapsody uh the thing is it's definitely not a biopic at all so it's more, more like yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, it's more on par with yesterday. Did you? Would you say you liked it as much? Or I more haven't got that? around to watching yesterday. Okay, um, but I really enjoyed *Blind by the Light*, and I think it's less about. So I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, but okay. I really enjoyed the way he related to Bruce Springsteen. Okay, so I really liked the character, and I liked kind of the evolution. It got a little like sickly sweet near the end, like the dad. Oh, that's what's going on. Oh, yeah, I, I understand. Like, okay, but. Okay. I, I I really did enjoy the movie. I think I gave it like an eight or so. But okay. yeah. I'll have to check it out. And then finally my last one is Terminator Dark Fate. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really have an interest, so I have to ask, how was it? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I genuinely liked it. Okay. Better than three? Yeah. I'd say this one is the third best movies in, movie in the series. And I'm gonna hazard two and one are the tops. Yeah, two than one. That, Even that, I'd say this is on par. Like, this is definitely more <laughs> of an action instead of a horror. But I'm not a huge fan of the first Terminator. It doesn't hold up it's nearly as well as two. The to be honest with you, the last one that I saw for any of the Terminator ones was the one with Jai Courtney, which I think was Genesis. Gen- Genesis, yeah. And it was meh. Last one yeah. I saw was three, which was all right, but tripped a few too many times for me. And as such, I just never got back into the. I I enjoyed three for what it was. Well, um, so did I, because I said it just it just tripped a couple a few too many times for me. Yeah, I enjoyed Terminator Salvation with um, Bruce Will or not Bruce Will, wow, Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, and Bruce the Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going from. Like it's Bruce Wayne, but it's Bruce I actually Willis, really Wayne. enjoyed. I actually really enjoyed Terminator Salvation. Wasn't a great movie or a, a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was. I at least enjoyed it. And I, Genesis. If they didn't give away that John Connor was the Terminator I in the posters, right? In the trailers. It would have been a more interesting movie. I. It was just a bland piece of crap. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I. That's like over fifty percent of why I didn't see it on principle. Yeah. I went and saw it because a friend of mine who worked with me wanted to go see it. And I was like, sure, why like, not? It has some, spoiled, it has some great action, but it has some it does. dull moments. Oh, it does. Whereas Dark Fate, I'm going to go out and say I really, really enjoyed it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Huh. That being said, everyone's crapping on it, and I don't quite get it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and you really care about spoiling the first 30 seconds of the movie, then uh, pause your ears for 30 seconds. But they shoot John Connor in the chest in the first minute. What? Okay. So Skynet, 
had sent multiple Terminators back through different times in order to take out John Connor. Yeah. We saw the one that went after the mom. We saw the one that went after him when he was at that age. We didn't see anything else. We didn't no, there's see, a couple things that have explored the possibilities. We but. didn't see any of the others moving forward. Like, we saw the TX in uh, Terminator 3. We've seen multiple Sarah time Connor. Sarah Connor Chronicles, a bunch of them. This one ignores everything except for 1 and 2. Okay. Just, who cares? They bring back Lyndall Hamilton. They bring back Linda Hamilton and a young, slightly older-looking or Edward Furlong. Wow. And they're on a beach in the middle of nowhere. The Terminator just walks out of the water, shoots him in the chest, makes sure he's dead, and then walks back into the water. It's like, what? What the hell was that? Did they just off John Connor in the first minute of this movie? They did. That's actually really surprising. And I'm like, right? I'm in. A story not beholden to John Connor? Awesome. Because he's a boring-ass character. And then they introduce a new character that's basically just the Mexican Dora the Explorer version of him. But to be fair, two Connor was kind of interesting. Yeah, he was a whiny little bitch. He I was. liked him in three. <laughs> I thought he was decent in three because he actually was coherent, not just yelling at stuff. Yeah, a couple but, of the character moments in three though, kind of like I said, tripped a bit. But I liked I liked the the guy Decker or whatever his name is who plays him in um, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. But no, I, interesting. Then, then they jump to two thousand, like two thousand insert year, probably two thousand eighteen. And they had stopped the the uprising. They had stopped all that. There's no apocalypse, and it jumps to uh, Mexico City you know, because uh, they may or may not go through a wall pretty easily in this movie. But a girl named Danny has a a woman running after her and a a man running after her. And if you've seen the trailers, you know the man is ultimately a Terminator and the woman is ultimately a human that's been upgraded. They are Those two are easily the best parts of this movie. The new Terminator design, the Res 9 or Rev 9, whatever, is awesome. Hmm. The fact that he's able to split his himself into two it forms been, if, and like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like an interesting com combination between the TX and the T-1000. Yeah, it's very much a TX and a T-1000. T-1000 mixed together, but the liquid is able to remove itself from the endoskeleton. And it is such a cool effect. Oh, Gooigi. And, yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> Boy, is that not something I ever thought I'd say. But yeah, it's an awesome effect. And uh, I might have to give this a shot then. Yeah, it, Gabriel Luna, who plays the the Rev-9, is awesome. And like I, I love just the way they use it. And later on, you see the you see, see him get hit by, like, a chain, and it just goes through him because there's nothing inside of him. So it just, and like, dissipates, and then, like, two more hits, and it's, like, midair getting hit by these chain. And then you have the other character, played by Mackenzie Davis, is uh, plays a character named Grace. Well, the Enhanced. Yeah, who is a soldier that is fighting in the revolution and has come back to protect someone, the new John Connor, who's this girl, basically. And she's brought back to protect her, her captain, and um, oh, that's that familiar. Yeah, she's she has all these little or surgical scars, and she has like upgrading so she can process stuff a little faster and a little bit stronger. And then she has like this 
layer beneath her skin and like she's been enhanced kind of like a wolverine type thing okay and the way they do it is pretty good because then she needs like drugs to keep her system running and like she needs because like she has the whole thing about i i'm used for short battles if you don't kill the terminator right away it kills you and you die anyway so it's made to like you juice yourself up go and do it and then you deal with the after effects and she doesn't kill the terminator and then starts slowing down and like passes out, and then that's when Linda Hamilton shows up and beats the crap out of the Terminator that doesn't win. And then Linda Hamilton's just grumpy, and they should have just casted uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and said, "Hey, look at that! Uh, Laurie Strode from Halloween is just fighting Terminators now. It would be so much more interesting." <laughs> but, but yeah, she's sulking because John's dead. Oh, I forgot. Oh, spoilers. But John's dead. And she's now sulking, and now she's hunting. She's getting text messages and going and killing Terminators when they show up. Because that's a thing that can happen. And they end up going and finding that the Terminator that shot John has been sending text messages and is now living with a family off in the middle of the forest. Wait. Nope. 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 Just lost me. Because nope. he lost his prime directive. He lost his thing, so he decided, I'm going to see what this is like. And they're like, so you gained a consciousness? No, I gained curiosity. <laughs> and it's like, okay. It's kind of weird. What happens with Terminator when it has no mission? It just gets bored. <laughs> so I'm like, that's kind of interesting. That is, like, that is like, human some, as hell. Wait, there's some real... So it becomes Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. He was in the Mr. Universe contest. They have some really he interesting won. little concepts in here and like the fight scenes between Mackenzie Davis and the Rev Nine are awesome. The bits they've shown in the trailers did look interesting. Yeah, like her just toting around a sledgehammer and whacking him up the side of the head. Then again, they've also and got then, a shot of Lyndall Hamilton with a minigun. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Well, she drops that and then pulls out a, rock, a rocket launcher. The rocket launcher I can buy. You can't hold a minigun like that. It's yeah. bullshit. And then Grace just walks up, picks up the minigun, throws it in a thing, and they drive away with their truck. <laughs> okay, that's a little more understandable because <laughs> like, you got the enhanced human, but like a bog yeah. staring human's not lifting a minigun. I think it's right. more a, a machine gun with a with a drum mag on it. Okay, that's a little yeah. more understandable. But yeah, like I just genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, it got bigger and bigger and then there's the whole thing with the plane that was like a little, a little too big and then it kind of pairs down, but I enjoyed it. It was probably, yeah, it's probably my second favorite because I'm not a huge first Terminator fan. So I I'll agree. It, it did. The, the first Terminator didn't age gracefully. I agree. On like two. Yeah. I think this one, but the character designs and like everything's just really well done. And I like okay. the music and yeah, it's, I'm mainly it's just, just a, sick of them always retreading out. Yeah. The whole, Hey, this is, this is John Connor 2.0 now with Mexican just was like, Oh, that's all. Though they never did Miyamo say. Miyamo John Connor. They never did say <laughs> Miyamo Juanita Connor. Anyway, but. Um, <laughs> oh boy. But they never. Even better. They at one point have to get from in Mexico to Tulsa. Miyamo Coco to Connor. Tulsa, Texas, or wherever, New Mexico, or wherever. And they're like, oh, okay, I can do this. How do we get across the border? And they have a whole subplot about them trying to get across the border, which I'm like, works. They get up to the border and then go, yeah, we just dug beneath the beneath the wall. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. that's kind of funny, but also get your politics out of this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop it. But but then yeah, they just go on the other side of the border and then he the Rev9 crashes the drone on him. It's it's just, 
Because the Web 9 is able to connect to the internet. Okay. Because now they finally have the internet in a. I'm like. The nonchalantness of that was hilarious. They dropped the drone on him. Yeah, he just. I'm in control of this drone and it doesn't have guns. I'm just going to drop the drone on you. Screw you. But suck my drone. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just genuinely really enjoyed the movie. and I might have to give it a shot. Yeah. It's not a my mother movie, definitely wants to go see it. and It's a it's a fun, like, just sci-fi action. Okay, now, real quickly, because they are, they're also still new. You two have a couple movies to talk about, because I think that was your last one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's my last one other than Joker. I have one more that I did talk about real quick, and it's just brand new, came out last week. Uh, Current War? What's that about? So the Current War is literally the story of the feud between George Westinghouse and Thomas Edison. Oh, that whole little thing. I'm going to ask this, does it play out more like a history, or is it more a thriller kind of thing? Uh, it's more like a history, but the fact that Michael Shannon playing George Westinghouse and Benedict Cumberbatch playing Thomas Edison. They do a phenomenal job doing this and they play their parts incredibly well. So well, I guess I will say, uh, ask the question, slightly aggrandized depiction of the events? Not really. Like, they were pretty true to form okay. from the historical accounts. And because I've done a so, fair I bit already. of research into this. <laughs> Yes, and at the same time, there's a look into their personal lives that's incredibly intriguing. Okay. Um, Recommended them? I definitely recommend at least seeing once. There's a reason why it's one of the screen classics or whatever they're calling it from AMC that... Um, like something. Yeah, it's like Jojo Rabbit's one of them. Uh, Ad Astra was one of them. You know, it's that special billing that this is like a screen gem or whatever it is that they're calling it. it. It's very well done. And you can tell that it's more of the high-end art type thing because it's not the general audience of the world is going to be going to see this film. Artisan film. Yeah. But this is a very well done film and I highly, highly recommend it for people to go see it. So definitely it, it was it was intriguing to watch. And for those of you who live in Michigan, you can actually go to a replica of Menlo Park where Edison uh, worked and his lab was at if you go to Greenfield Village yep. it's a life-size replica including down to the most minute details because Ford and Edison were best friends and Ford literally had his people reconstruct, reconstruct it. it including going to get items from the his workshop and everything and bring them here to Michigan and it's incredibly interesting there. especially on like uh, Halloween or holiday nights but highly recommend um, so I guess that brings us to Joker. Yep. That's a movie I watched this morning. Yes, it is. So, uh, for Joker, I found the movie good, but it was, I think there are some major problems with the film. Confused? Not so, kind of, it, it, it has an identity crisis, I think. <laughs> That's the joke. Uh, <laughs> Um, and it's not on the actor's part. Joaquin Phoenix, his portrayal of the Joker, fantastic. I thought he hit the nail on the head. It was, his portrayal is absolutely genius. Loved it. Um, insane at the same time because it's exactly what he was going for. Uh, the fact that they bring in a lot of the political message into the film kind of bugged me. 
and the fact that there's a lot of gray area for interpretation as to whether or not Joker was made into being a hero or not. Well, to be fair, that's kind of the thing with Joker, is that he's very open to interpretation, right? Yes, but... So, in almost every medium that we've seen the Joker in, he is clearly a bad guy, and he's you don't want to root for him. intelligent, which it, I never once thought Arthur Fleck was intelligent. Yes, but at the same time, like, he saw things differently. Yeah, which, but I always just saw him as a whiny kid. Yes, I agree, but there's parts where he's... You can see that he's clearly saw, thought something through in a delusional way, but... It, Even then, I've not seen it, but... I'm going to agree with Devin. It's like, you look at Dark Knight, you look at even the animated series, that they'll basically seemingly shoot themselves in the foot, but they're never not in control of the situation. Yeah, like, even, to me, I enjoyed the movie, but to me it was like someone really, really, really wanted to make Taxi Driver, but instead got stuck with Joker. Yeah. And Travis Bickle is not a smart character. And that's, like, the biggest problem I had with it, is that it, it felt like a character that, like, oh, you're my dad? I'm going to kill you now, but I'm also going to stalk your young son, and then I guess I can talk to you. And, like, he didn't think anything through. He... I see where you're coming from on this, but the big, my big problem with it was his character in this seemed more driven by emotion rather than intelligent thought, which... I can see being the way Joker may have originally started out, considering this is like an origin story for him. Yeah. And much like well. much like Bruce Wayne, when he started off as Batman, was very much more driven by emotion than he was by intelligent thought. And I've got to think of this through, and what's the best way of doing this? And actually having a moral compass, which he eventually gets, but he didn't start off that way. Yeah, he just shot everybody back in the 30s. Yes, exactly. And didn't care if people were, if there was a body count building up behind him. This is very much, I want the world to fit in my image. It's not fitting in my image that I've got in my brain. So I'm going to try to make it fit in this. And if it doesn't, who cares if there's casualties? I don't care. I'm just going to do what I want to make it fit. So, I don't know. The movie itself, like the. Parts of it were great. Like, I like him dealing with the one bully co-worker and then letting the other one go. Like, I think that's a good scene. But then, like, then it turns around and, like, the next scene he just does something. Like, he's dancing down the stairs. And then he's, like... There's all sorts of, like, different character moments. It almost feels like there are multiple days passing, too. And Yeah, like, that's, and that's, that's the thing that kind of bothers me in this movie. Yeah, like, the time passage is really odd in here. To me, it, it again felt like it felt like a taxi driver, but they were given the wrong substance. Yeah, like and they then were, they were like, "No, we need a comic book movie." So, can you do Joker instead? And then, on top of all of that, there's multiple stabs at the fact that the funding for mental health in the yeah. country has been taking a major decline, and that all the funding for health services in general are just departments are getting shut down. Uh, free help for people Based is getting taken away. To, yeah, like, like they had a lot of social, social like commentary, and it felt fine. But at the same, it wasn't as bad as some others I've seen lately. But 
It was like, still, uh, it still felt like it was being shoved down your it's throat. It's not as bad as X-Men Dark Phoenix. Would That's be. true. Have you looked around and noticed that the women are always the ones uh, cleaning up around here? Maybe we should call it the X-Women. And then walking out of a room. It's like, there's a slamming over the head with a social message. First off, right. second off, misunderstanding. Yeah. And it, but, I don't know. Joker, like, is one of those that I, I enjoyed when I first watched it. But the more I think about it, the less I like it. Just, well, I can tell you, I can tell you emphatically that the two of you convinced me to not watch it. That's fair. I mean, the coming out of it, I can tell you that it is incredibly uncomfortable to watch. From beginning to end, I did not feel comfortable watching the film. Not in a good way either. And the reason for that is because everything in there is designed to feel awkward. The camera shots at points alone. The camera shots at points are incredibly awkward. The his body movements. Like, I think anything coming out of his mouth or anything that Joaquin Phoenix did is great. Like, he oh, he did Phoenix a great job, amazing. but... the Like, trying to pull the strings off his boots and all the... Like, his muscles kind of just not working right. And the weird laugh thing bothered me that they had to explain that. Yeah, that the, f- the, the fact that... The condition and he just randomly laughs. Like, not exactly your top recommend- recommendation? No. Um... He's going to be up for an Oscar. Yeah. The movie won't be up for an Oscar. No. But Even Phoenix that, did a, did a good job. I don't... I'll honestly be surprised if he gets a nomination. Like, I think he'll be in the short list, but I don't think he'll get a nomination. Yeah. They won't give Joke, the Joker a second Oscar nomination. Not at all. So. I mean, like I said, everything about it is designed to make you feel awkward and uncomfortable from beginning to end. Heath Ledger already did it. Uh, Robert De Niro did it. I think choices were made... The everything that he does in the movie, if you really look at it, can be interpreted as being done deliberately, whether he realizes it or not. Um, and another thing that really bothers me is later on, after he shoots De Niro in the face, the movie's been out for a month or so, yeah. Um, and he passes out or whatever, he gets hit by a car, and then we still. Just because it's in the Batman universe, we still have to see Bruce parents' Bruce Wayne's goddamn parents get shot again. Yep. For like the seventh damn movie, they get shot again. Yep. Why? Because they needed an excuse to have a storyline. They well, this is the origins of Joker spawns the origins of Batman. It's how they're tying it in. Oh, they're going down that route. Because one of the had this already. one of the rioter looters well, one of the rioter looters that are following this whole thing that's that the Joker has started for this political uprising thing, one of them is the one responsible for killing his parents. Okay. Another check mark on the I don't care anymore. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's one that I'll probably watch again at some point. The only thing that I think they got absolutely right about it is the fact that once he gets in put into Arkham, he kills his first doctor. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we see him walking away and there's blood prints underneath from his shoes. That go all the way down and don't lower in viscosity. Yeah. So to me that means they're not actually there. He just thinks they're there. Maybe. And then it shows him running from the from the orderlies and then in one direction, and then all of a sudden he's running in the opposite direction from the orderlies. And then End credits. Okay. Well, thank you. That's over with. Yeah, I don't know. It was just... But it's getting a lot of hype, and after just going to convention, there's tons of cosplayers. Of course. 
don't know. I just don't get it. I, I don't get the love for the movie. It, it was just okay at best. There were parts I liked. I liked Joaquin Phoenix. That's like the only thing I overly enjoyed. I don't remember about. anyone else in the movie. Like other than Robert De Niro. And De Niro just played the a character from late night TV or and whatever. The, Domino was in there. For yeah, Zazie Beats was in there, but like none of them, nobody did anything except for Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and like even that, it's kind of like okay, cool. Right, so I don't know. It's just one of those movies that, it, the month that I've seen other movies since, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, yep. But it's one that like people will violently be like, no, I love that movie. The movie's amazing. Have you not seen it? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. It was just okay. Like there have been my opinions, movies, yeah. my opinion, your opinions, your opinion. Yep. And if anyone anyone listening has their own opinions, feel free to uh, share them. So I have to ask: better or worse than Venom? Better than Venom. Better made than Venom. Um, I, uh, had more, I had more fun watching Venom. Right, so... Huh. I, I can say that. Yeah. yeah, like, I haven't seen Venom, but I've seen Upgrade. So... You saw better Venom. Yes. I, I liked Upgrade a lot more than Joker. So, so did I. <laughs> At the same time, though, like, I can see how Joker was better made than Venom, because I've seen a few bits and pieces from Venom. And that's a lot of complaints you hear but about But at the Venom. same time, like, I can see how yeah. Venom would be a lot more fun to watch than this. Because it yeah. did, because everything I'm hearing is that this tried to be something political. Yeah. Or at least it well, got slammed like they, into that. I feel like they brought up the whole controversy themselves about, like, oh, there might be shootings and that kind of stuff. Because a lot of the, the mass shooters have that kind of manifesto of, like, nobody cares about me, you know. I have mental health issues and feel sorry for me. I'm going to shoot people. It feels very much like the fact that he actually did do this and then was regarded as a hero. That is threatening. That is potentially something that's an issue. To be, to be fair though, we essentially do the same thing with, with mass murders and serial killers is that there's some kind of idolatry with them. And I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm of the personal belief that all these all these mass shooters, all these serial killers, should be annexed from history. You learn about them by separate names that are not the actual person. Yeah. You never learn about them, the actual person, because then you get something like Manson. I personally believe they should be wiped from history. Yeah, just mm-hmm. no names, just they coward shot people. Boom. But, yeah, that's uh, everything we've watched over October. Um, We'll be back next week, hopefully, with more movies uh, and a new topic. Um, What that topic is, I don't know if we know yet. So we'll figure it out. out. Yeah. Uh, Any last notes? Go see more movies. Have fun and be nice to each other, people. Yeah. If you're able to see Parasite, go see Parasite if you can, because the movie looks amazing. Hopefully I'll see it by next week. Or go see Parasite. Hopefully I'll have seen it too. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure. It might be a little bit early. But if it's not, um, go see Jojo Rabbit. Because it looks awesome. I think that's out too. Comes out the 15th. Ah. So it'll, pro- it'll be out the Friday after our second, ep- second episode next week airs. <laughs> so go see it. Awesome. Thursday night. Get ready for your big ball of turkey, people. Thanksgiving's a coming. Oh, yep. Unless you're in Canada, in which case it'll have already happened. But, that's the point. (laughs) Take care, folks. Go see more movies. Check us out on social media. Bye, everyone.